Hello, welcome listener. You're listening to the um, Big Pezza podcast. Um, sort of experiment, if you wish. Um, sort of episode one, unlisted. And only a select few will be uh, receiving a download link or a YouTube link to listen slash watch this. Um... No, 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 it's just an audio. There's no video. Um just to get to listen to this audible delight of um my voice rambling rambling on about uh non secretors and all sorts of other random subjects while i um i'm in the uh the garage at the uh not the garage the uh the uh shed and i've uh um working on the honda ct in front of me which is um pretty chilly this morning so hopefully me gloves and my thoughts will uh, keep me warm as I uh, work on this uh, rather old but solid machine. Um, and uh, what is the subject and the uh, matter of this podcast? Um, I have no idea. So I'm just going to ramble on for about 20 minutes or so and uh, slap that up and say that's entertainment. Hey, other um motor vloggers do it all the time so uh i thought i'd give it a go can't be much worse than that right so um not sure what i should really talk about probably should just carry on working on this bike and talk about the honda ct um i suppose why did i get the honda ct would be a good i never actually probably delved dived delved explained i never really um explained properly why i got one but I guess it harps back to, well, I bought a Honda C90 before Ed Marsh did his trip and all that. So even though contrary to popular belief, some people assumed that I got a Honda C90 after Ed Marsh. In theory, in truth, I got my C90 before he did his trip, before they were cool, um, before they were sought after. So I got mine at the uh, cheap, cheap rate of £600 which is quite expensive, but down south, that's the, the price of a working bike with an MOT. Not terrible. Um, so, yeah, I bought that Honda C90. I uh, took it home, and, yeah, I've still got that. That's the white one with the whatever. Um, now it's got a 90cc engine in that. But, yes, I bought that one before Ed Marsh did his trip. I'd just like to point that out to everyone, um, the three people that will be listening to this probably. Uh, well, two people, because I'll probably listen to it once as well, just to make sure it's coherent and not too crackly with the microphone and stuff. Hopefully it doesn't get too much. Um, right, what was I thinking about? Oh, yes, the Honda CT. So, yes, I had the C90, and um, I believe it was 2015. Um, I've, I don't want to do this, but I'm advertising another podcast, a much better one, on my own podcast, which is not great way of starting a podcast you know what this podcast is pretty rubbish why don't you stop it and go listen to another one yes yeah, very bad marketing strategy i have at the moment absolutely dreadful but that's how the story goes isn't it so i used to listen to adventure rider radio podcast back in the day um and i believe it's 2015 so i bought my c90 in 2011 i think or 2012 something like that and uh, then one day, I think it was in 2015 or something like that, there was a, an interview with uh, Nathan Millwood, who had done this Honda CT. He rode it back from Australia, well, this Honda Postie, 
no idea what that was at the time or what Honda Posty was. And he said, described it as, it's a souped-up off-road version of a Cub. And I thought, well, you know what? That sounds fantastic. An off-road version of a Cub? Hey, I've taken my Honda Cub off-road. Can you imagine what it would be if it was a bit more capable with a bash plate and a solid rack and all that stuff? Cool, it'd be a nice little fun adventure bike, I thought. Um, but yeah, so I listened to his entire, you know, there's like an interview with him. I think it's one of the first things he's ever done, like interview-wise and stuff. Um, I remember Nathan Millwood was at uh, the Taffy Dakar one year, I think. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah, so I can't remember which year it was, but yeah, um, you know, he, he was kind of unknown back then sort of thing. Now he's, you know, he's much more well known now, but back like 2014, 2015, he was completely unknown sort of thing. So yeah, uh, he did a did his trip back from thing, just listening to his, you know, recount his stories about how he had no money and stuff like that. It's like, oh, that's how I do some of my trips as well. Um, very bare bones, no money. I thought, you know what? Oh, oh I want a Honda CT. Um, and uh, yeah, I went to look for one, couldn't find one. Realised that they, or a Honda Posty, that they are only made for the Australian market, I thought, well, this is going to be impossible to find one. So I decided to get a Honda, my Honda C90, and I put off-road tyres on it, you know, and souped it up a bit, and, you know, I thought, okay, well, this is working fine. And and for the most part, it did. Um, but it didn't quite hit all the ticks and crosses um, for it, but, you know... It was all right. Now, there is a trip I did um, back in 2018, I believe. And it was on my Honda Cub uh, with the standard engine. Standard engine, I rode it up to a rally, which was uh, 300, 280 to 300, like 300 miles away from where I lived. Um, went on my Cub and I was camping. I had a roll bag, a backpack and not much else. Um... And yeah, I rode all the way up to there. And on the way back, well, actually, we had a little bit of breakdown and stuff like that. But it was a very good weekend and we did a lot of off-roading. It was through the um, Derby, Derby and um, uh, Matlock area. And it was lots of lovely off-roading. Met loads of other cub enthusiasts or nutters. And we all, you know, had a very good time, very good weekend. It was a bit cold in the night um because we were in the middle of a like a field in the middle of a bowl in matlock uh, but it was one of the better camping trips and little adventures i have had uh one of the most memorable weekends um on a cub and i thought you know what that was a fantastic weekend on a cub it's a shame that the bike took an absolute battering the engine was not happy um uh yeah i ragged that engine to well all the fins were rotted. The uh, um, even it was red at the time, but the, uh, a lot of stuff happened to it. It was such a shame. Uh, but the engine, the engine, it did get me home, but the engine didn't last much longer after that. Um, it drank through its oil, and yeah, it eventually just uh, sort of like ate itself in like 2019, I think it did. And it, it gave up the ghost, but you know, I think that trip was the the last trip on that engine. Uh, and then I put the, you know, put the, did the engine swap, put the life out in there, and there was no problem after that sort of thing. But oh, what a, uh, what a weekend that was! That was a, a fun few days. I really enjoyed myself. Um, I was actually away for a little bit longer because um, 
I actually carried on going up north, stayed with some friends up north. I actually did an extra night in, uh, where was it? Um, uh, Oxford. I was in Oxford for, for a night. Um, yeah, it was um, really nice. I was away for just under a week. I think I was away for six days on that Cub. Just on a Honda Cub. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a really, really good little adventure. So... Um, I kind of, you know, I always had my eye out for a CT. I was like, you know what, if a CT comes up and it's cheap enough and it's in my price range, I will treat myself to a Honda CT. And unfortunately, the some guy that I'm now quite good friends with, but I was, you know, sort of acquaintances with him, um, he likes to collect old Hondas as well. But he likes to buy too many hondas realize he's panics he buys too many and then he has to sell some so he had i mean i don't know if he regret i mean he he does like the uh uh and as soon as he he got he managed to import a honda he managed to get his hands on a, this honda the honda cc i'm working on right now he managed to get his hands on that i gave him a call um i, I basically as soon as he as soon as he posted a picture of it said when's that for sale mate because you know he, he he does switch his bikes quite regularly it's like when's it for sale mate because it's not okay fine it's not for sale um but he um he decided to buy himself one of the brand new honda cts 125s um which cost him quite a lot and he needed to get rid of some bikes quickly he messaged me saying i got this bike now i could have bought it off him and turned it for a profit easy i could have easily i mean i paid what did i pay for it i paid almost two thousand for this honda ct which is quite a lot but if you look on ebay and how much they go for or look around how much they go for because they are the rarest of the rare i could have easily turned around and got an easy 500 quid it could have easily just turned around and sold this for um two and a half grand i bought it for two i could have easily sold it for two and a half super easily um, he gave me a cracking deal, um, so I decided to pass my cracking deal on to Phil 480 because uh, I was like, "Well, two grand is uh, don't quite have that money sitting around. I'm going to have to um, sell something quickly." Um, I think I drained my bank account so I could put a deposit down and give him a big chunk of cash, and then wait for Phil to uh, Phil 480 to uh, pay me the rest of the money so I could send it back up to him. So yes, it was a a quick swap around of bikes. And uh, now I have a Honda CT. I mean, it's, it was missing a few bits in here and there and probably going to be spending around maybe another grand on top. But spending a grand on a bike over several months isn't too bad rather than spending three grand all at once. So, I mean, considering that these bikes brand new will still set you back. Well, they set you back quite a bit, don't they? Let's face it. The Honda CT's four grand fully working and all that i'm still waiting for the documents to come so it isn't i've got no rush sort of thing i've i can slowly build all this but unfortunately i bought this ex a new exhaust that hasn't shown up yet Ugh. but trusted seller and all that so yes if you're in the know and uh the guy knows my channel the person who bought, uh, bought, you know person who sold it to me knows my channel he knows that i ain't gonna sell this on for a profit i mean i could have easily if it was anyone else he would not have let it go for so cheap because he could have easily got a bit more for it and he could have you know i could have easily just turned around and said you know what i'm gonna make some money here and i could have easily just 
sold it on uh, and kind of like done him a bit sort of thing. But no, um, not not like that. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, I've got the Honda CT now. Um, all from that camping trip and all from Nathan Millward. I mean, you know, that interview on um, Adventure Rider Radio told me about these glorious little machines, these Honda CTs and or the Honda Posties or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I want a postie. I want a postie. Couldn't get a postie, but I'll settle with a 40-year-old Honda CT110 or a Honda CT90 or something like that. Um, lots of people take the CT90s and put the 110 in there. I've taken my 110 out and put a 110 back in. Okay, it's not the best way of doing things. Um, perhaps. I'm looking at the fuel lines at the moment. I need to cut them down a little bit. <laughs> put some clamps on and clamp it to the bike um, and then I can attach an exhaust of some kind put the airbags airbox airbags or airbox back on and maybe even fire this bad boy up today yes it's getting much closer now to getting ready to go but yeah that's uh I, mean, I, I wouldn't have bought this to be honest but and also it was it was like the perfect time i mean i always wanted one of these and um i was contemplating in my mind look i i did lose my job and everything and i didn't quite have an, i don't have enough money to keep that i don't have a problem with spending money i have a problem with uh, as in i don't have a as in i don't mind spending money spending money is not a problem it's the tick over money is the problem so if you've got five bikes, that's five lots of tax. That's five lots of insurance. That's a lot of money coming out of your bank account. Um, so I only have the VFR on the road or the BMW. Never both. Uh, of course, in the winter months, the VFRs are completely off the road. So yes, I'm always refunding taxes, ta ta refunding tax or ending tax or whatever so i will um you know when it comes to summertime the bmw will probably come off the road for a couple of months the vfr comes back on the honda ct should be on the road but because it is a 40 year old bike i don't have to pay road tax and because it is a classic bike my insurance is very cheap so yes i own nine bikes now but only um <laughs> A few of them I actually pay road tax on because they are over 40 years old. So it's just the insurance is nothing when it comes to classic bikes. And especially when you've been riding as long as I have. Um, it's so cheap to have classic bikes. So having a 40-year-old Honda CT, okay, it's, um, you know, I had to spend I have to spend money on it now. But the CRF 250, I had to spend money on that every year because if I wanted to use it, well, I have to tax it. I have to insure it. And the tax and insurance on that... CRF is quite expensive because it is such a desirable bike for the uh, tow rags as a mister quoted from one hippo drones he calls them tow rags I call them chavs or whatever they are so desired what they like to do is they like to pinch them and I should know that better than anyone because I've had one stolen or two stolen in the past uh, or three actually three motorbikes stolen in the past um, but yes, CRFs are very um, desirable. And I thought, you know what? If we get rid of the CRF, 
then I can afford another bike. And I was contemplating selling the CRF anyway. I was thinking about it. I was like, I kind of don't want to sell it. But at the same time, I kind of do. I, I know the BMW is okay. It's a little bit heavier, bigger and stuff like that. But I'm not that much slower off-road with the BMW. I mean, it's a bit trickier to use. But, you know, I'm a very skilled rider. I, I, I can, you know... Um, uh, Graham Jarvis is, you know, um, he said, no, <laughs> uh, Graham Jarvis, uh, you know, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm, the, I am a Graham Jarvis, but I'd like to think that, um, I'd like to think that, but no, I'm not, I'm, I'm no Graham Jarvis, but, uh, I can ride a BMW off road or right most of the time. And I, I do drop the bike more. I'd say with the BMW, especially if it's like soft stand or something like that. But you know, for, I'm doing that just for entertainment value, really. I mean, it, it, you get to see me um, thrash about on the floor, or I do these nice big crashes like I did uh, this year and broke my heated grips. Um, considering that's the only thing that broken, well, some plastic and stuff smashed on the inside of the BMW. But you know, I'm not terrible with the BMW, right? I'm just looking at the fuel line now. Some of those jobs where I'm going to probably cut it down. I'm going to cut it down probably a bit too long and then just cut it down slowly and slowly because I don't want to have to just suddenly cut it and realise I've gone too far. So I'm going to cut it here. Ugh. Oh, this is... Uh, there we are. This corded braided stuff is uh, very thick. Now I've got these lovely little... What are these? Hose clamps. Uh, let's put these on so I think that's the on and the other one is the reserve yeah it's a very weird system the uh, tap is on the carb not by the tank uh, which means you have to put some blinking long fuel lines in to get this all in right that one looks all right okay so we'll do the other one now the other one looks like it's going to be shorter kind of don't want to do it that way hmm well yeah, interesting but if you're looking to get a smaller lightweight adventure bike i mean yeah the cts are very desirable but in practicality you don't have that long when you go away or if you can only have the one bike i mean that's for me isn't it if i was to have the one bike what bike would it be the honda ct okay is very nice and everything but it couldn't be my sole bike because it can't do motorways it can't wait you could do motorways but you're a bit daft a bit, a bit daft 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 to do one um so yeah if i was going to save my one bike it'd probably be the bmw because i can and have gone everywhere on it uh 20 20 20 plus 25 countries i think that bmw's done so i can't really fault it Okay, so which fuel line's going to have to go here, isn't it? Okay, I'll cut it down a bit. See, it's right on the engine the fuel line is, but I guess that's fine. I guess that's fine. Okay, just cut it down. There is a delete kit I believe you can get for this. Right, let's get the hose clamp on that. So the Honda CT is a very nice bike as an off-roader and everything, but it's not the one bike I'd choose to own. Not the one bike I'd choose to own. 
if I had to, if I had to, if, if you were forcing me, which bike would I keep? I mean, it depends on my situation, you know? I mean, if I was living um, or had a family or something and I could only afford one bike and I wasn't using the bike to commute or I wasn't using the bike, it was just for a bit of fun and funds were tight, then yes, Honda CT would be, would be ideal because uh, it's cheap, cheap, cheap 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 you can do all the work yourself yada 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 um if i needed a bike to commute and do stuff then yeah i'd probably have to have the bmw although if i was to commute i'd probably have to have another bike because i do have a nice chance of wrecking the uh, bmw one day on a ride so i don't want to these um fuel lines are not easy to get on when they're cold should have uh, heated them up with a bit of lighter or something to just get the rubber a little bit looser you're struggling watching me no, not even watching me you're listening to me grunt and puff and probably thinking I hope he's putting fuel lines in mm. uh, I can't quite get it on mm. oh. come on I mean, that is the reserve, so... The reserve pipe... Yeah, this way the petrol tank works is very odd. So both lines would be filled with petrol. Yeah. So it's not like if I don't attach this reserve pipe, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to leak. It will leak. Probably worse than the other one. We could actually be starting the bike up today if I was to jerry-rig the exhaust on and put some fuel in it i think that might actually all run today we might actually have a an actual decent video for once where the bike's actually running and not on fire although yeah that's a bit nervous when that happened last time Ugh. well anyway um hope you've enjoyed i don't know if you're going to enjoy this podcast or this audible delight of nonsense uh, been going for about 20 minutes now um if anyone's still listening your feedback would be much appreciated maybe i could do one every now and then maybe we could even have guests on the on the podcast Ugh. so yes that's i guess my reasoning for getting a honda ct but yeah it's a so i think it's a good reason anyway and uh you know i had that crf sitting there for so long i thought let's just get rid of it because it's i mean i didn't use it for almost a whole year the bmw's fine i'd rather have the bmw and i've got a decent road bike now i've got the vfr so i'm thinking i i really did i really did need to get rid of the crf either way um what with having the vfr there as well it's like the garage is a little bit too tight here if i get rid of the crf then i can yeah, I can get some, some more stuff in there. I could now have got room for another bike. Now the CRF's gone. Could easily get a, a number 10 just to round things off nicely. 10 has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? 10 does have a nice ring. I might have to consider thinking about getting a number 10. A tenth. No, I think I might shrink down to next year. I'll have to sell another bike. I actually sold the um, CRF to... Feel for 80. 
and then I sold the supermotor wheels to some guy on eBay. And um, it was very funny, actually, because someone messaged me asking what the... So I think I had them listed for 495 so just under £500, with £30 postage. So you're looking at £530. Um, good thing is, though, I listed it on a day where eBay had given me a token, so it was £2 max selling fees. So they would their eBay's cut would only be £2, which is incredible. And PayPal don't take their cut anymore. So... I would have been, I, I, you know, two pound selling fees is when you got to jump on the chance. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to put them up. I'll worry about sending them later. I think 30 quid will do it. And it was about 30 pounds to send. So I was about right. Incidentally, if you're ever going to do uh, sell anything, if you do it on a day, if you do it on a Sunday, um, if you do it on a if you'd get a quote for shipping on a Sunday, it will actually work out more. So your best bet is to not get a quote on a Sunday or a weekend. You want to get a quote on a Monday morning. That's when it's cheaper. Right, this fuel line is finally on. Oh, what a struggle this was. Ah, get down there. There we go. Yeah, they're just too tight there, aren't they? Right, so we'll have to te test, test this all out later and make sure it's not going to leak. I think that's on enough. It's the problem with these. You've got to make sure they're on far enough. Let's tighten these clamps down. Make sure they're all not going to go anywhere. Um, what was I saying? Oh yes, the uh, the wheels, the wheels. Um, yeah. So um, I was selling them, and uh, some bloke messaged me saying, "What's the best possible price?" And I was like, oh. and "I had loads of messages. Like people were messaging me saying, will this fit my bike?'" Um, yes. But I was saying these came off a da -da 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 -da. This is the part, you know, I had the part number and everything there. So people could do their own research and stuff. Unless you were doing a full supermoto build, unless you were doing a full supermoto build, it was not worth doing um, because it's not an easy straight swap. But I wasn't going to tell anyone that. They can do all their research if they want. It's not a straight swap on a, Hon on a Honda uh crf 250 to a 250l they're not the same you have to change the uh front brake bracket um you have to do quite a bit the side stand actually as well um needs to be shortened because it's too long it will just stand bolt upright which makes sense because it's uh smaller wheels or with the supermotor wheels um so yeah They've got all of that. Anyway, so the guy this guy messaged me. I said, what's the uh, cheapest thing? I said, that, well, I just replied back saying, there is a make an offer button. So he made an offer of 380. 380 for 500 quid wheels. Now, at the time, I'm not sure about now, but at the time, there was only two people selling these wheels on eBay. There was me and one other person, and I was 500 pounds, and the other one was 650. Both used, both the same part. Um... I don't know the condition of his one. I wasn't paying attention, but for maybe his one was better condition, less miles, miles but still 150 quid difference. So 380 is uh, too cheap in my books. So I declined that, of course. Uh, or I made a counter, said 450, I think it was. And um, he di he uh, declined. He said, Yo, he sent me a message saying, oh, well, you're not going to get uh, a better deal than that, mate, or something like that. 
So I thought, okay. Then the Black Friday deals happened. And uh, on Black Friday on eBay, they actually gave like, if you spent over an X amount, you got um, X amount off. I think it was like 10% or something. Um, up to a, so the guy, some guy messaged me, he made me an offer on that day, some other, some other guy. And uh, I looked on, uh, and he made me quite a decent offer, like 450 quid. And I was like, that's pretty much what I'd let him go for, 450 quid. And, um, yeah, he, uh, I counted, I think, with 455. I was like, you know what, I'll just squeeze an extra fiver out of him. Why not? I mean, th they are the only ones going on eBay. So I could have probably held on to them and sold them for a bit more. But I thought, you know what? Let's get the cash because I need the cash for the CT. And if they go, then I've got some money for the CT. If they don't go, well, n nothing really lost, really. Not really. It's not like the prices are going down on them wheels. This They would only go up. So, yeah, he paid for them, paid the postage. And I reckon because it was the uh, the sale was on, he bought it. I reckon if it wasn't, the sale wasn't, the eBay hadn't had that offer on, he wouldn't have bought it for that price. But I thought, well, I'm very lucky there. So he got that. I used, I quickly turned around and spent a lot of that money on eBay again <laughs> um, because they had, uh, well, they had their special deals on, didn't they? Um, so you could, uh, I got like a load of Honda CT parts and got, I think, 10% off or something, which is pretty damn good I think, you know so you save yourself a tenner bought 100 pound worth of parts uh yeah so all that ct honda ct uh, honda all them honda crf wheels the supermotor ones all that money has already been spent <laughs> because uh i had to pay for my insurance and well um that was expensive but i also had to pay for my uh other bits and yeah all that money just went straight onto the uh the honda ct so i've already burnt for all that cash anyway that cash is already all but gone. But it's quite funny that that other guy missed out on getting the wheels for 450 quid, I guess. <sighs> but the person I sold it to, um, I must look up his thing because I'm pretty sure, because when I looked on his eBay, he was selling loads of Honda CRF 250 parts, 250L parts. So he was selling the airbox. So he's, I don't know what build he's doing, but he's removed the complete airbox. So he's obviously gone to a pod filter or, or something like that. Um, instead of having the massive airbox that Honda put on there. Uh, so who knows what he's done to the bike. You have to remap it and stuff. Uh, so Project Bikes, very expensive. Very expensive. I wouldn't start customising a bike again now. Um, yeah, I, I could do, but they're so expensive. I wouldn't want to. Wouldn't want to at all now. Right, so... I think that explains everything. Um, where I'm up to in the um, the build or the funds for the build or whatever you want to call it. Um, I've got another exhaust bit here um, for the Honda CT and it sort of fits is the answer because it goes in between the brake and the foot peg. Okay, so it sort of fits, but it's not gonna fit quite right. It looks good, but it ain't gonna work for what I need it for. Well, anyway, I think that'll be the end of this podcast. 
any feedback would be uh, appreciated if you want another one of these um, yeah if you thought that was quite good or to listen to something uh, while you do nothing to this please give me some feedback uh, how many how many how long has this been going for 20 minutes oh sorry 32 minutes I've wasted of your time oh do apologize anyway that's all uh, thanks for listening and uh, come back soon for the next episode where I'll be talking about camping maybe if there's going to be another episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.